Greetings and salutations, all. I am Justin. I'm Josh. And did you know a crocodile cannot stick its tongue out? What? That's weird. This is the Do Life Project. Cheers, buddy. And really? They can't? That's what the Goog machine says. That is disturbing. Like, why? Why? I just stuck my tongue out like people could see. Why? Uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> why would you not be able to do? I feel like your tongue is a useful muscle, especially when you when you eat things. I especially mean, the way like, they do. They're also like fucking what a billion years old or something. A billion, yeah. Uh, no, they are. They're okay. old as fuck. Yeah. Like crustaceous period, right? Yeah. They're, yes, but why? What does that have to do with their tongue? I don't know. I just want to sound smart. All right. All right. <laughs> well, then, yes, you are right. And I, uh, I can, I conclude. Would you, would you call a crocodile a monster? A croc. Uh, I mean, yeah, the closest thing to real life monster. Maybe Komodo dragons. Those are pretty fucking Those scary. Those are pretty terrifying. Yeah. Those, yeah. Are, those are pretty Gnarls Barkley. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Those would be pretty sketch. A little sketch action. Today, I thought we could talk about uh, a pretty interesting topic. Interesting to me, anyway. Um, I follow many different people that have many different perspectives on things. And one that I found interesting, and I keep coming back to as a sort of a mental debate, is uh, Jordan Peterson. Dr. Jordan Peterson and his um, belief in... You know, you should become a monster. Okay. You should be capable, which I think is an important word, capable of violence, but have the restraint to not use it. Okay. Now, I'm I'm assuming Dr. Peterson has, like, a reasoning behind that. Yeah. Okay. Because, I mean, I don't know. I don't know if I necessarily agree, but I don't disagree if that makes any sense. Like, I think being able to, like, be capable of those things has a use, but I don't know if it's applicable to every person. Fair. And it's probably not every day you hear advice on, you know, becoming a monster, right? No, also true. Yeah, it's not. It's also not often that you're like, yeah, extreme violence. Fuck yeah. It's usually the other way around. Yeah. Be harmless. Yep. Right. Um, But how do you... How do you fight the monster when you aren't one? Mm. Well, I would imagine it'd be difficult. Dr. Peterson provides us with an answer. Let's go, Doc. The answer is simple. You don't. Oh, okay. Well, You become a monster by fighting a monster. Interesting. Common misconception in our society today is that most people believe that harmlessness is synonymous with virtue. Mm, okay, I can agree with that. People think uh, because someone is incapable of cruelty, he or she is more virtuous than someone who who is. And I don't think that that's true. No? No. And no, I don't. I don't think that being, having the, being incapable of causing harm makes you virtuous. No. I think being capable of causing harm and not is virtuous. Well, let me ask you this. 
harm in what way? Just in general? Like, is is it a physical harm? Sure. Is it mental harm? Is it? Sure. Okay. However you define it. All right. I was just curious what level we were talking about. Yeah. Um, and Dr. Peterson likens it to the harmlessness uh, of a rabbit. Of a rabbit? You're like a rabbit. A rabbit is not virtuous. It is harmless. It can do nothing. Mm. Except maybe get eaten. I can tell you for a fact with the uh, the kill count that my dogs have. That's, That's a fact. Very much what they very do. Very harmless. Yep. But if you're a monster and you show restraint and not act monstrously, then you're virtuous. Morality is the constrained capability for mayhem and malevolence. That is such a cool line. That is like a like a band name. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Mayhem and malevolence. Or like a, like an album name. That's awesome. It's like a tag team for the WWE. Yeah. 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 Yes, exactly. Um All right. I so that I can get I can agree with that that if you are capable of extreme violence or if causing harm or whatever, you choose not to and you're able to control it. That is virtuous agreed i yeah i have no i have no issue with that so there's a quote here that i that i like a lot it is not good to be moral if the reason you're moral is that you cannot be otherwise what does that mean to you i'll read it again it is not good to be moral if the reason you're moral is that you cannot be otherwise to me that means if the only thing that you're capable of is being moral, then it's not good. But if you're capable of being immoral, if you're capable of terrible things and you choose morality, that is moral. So it comes down to choices again and yeah. making a conscious choice. And capability. And the capability of making said conscious choice. Okay. Yeah, it's I mean Yeah, because if you if you didn't make the choice then how can I say that you are virtuous or yeah. morally sound or whatever? You didn't decide. You didn't. You did nothing for that. That's right. You and you're not showing constraint, right? You you know you're not you're not showing control. No, you just you, nothing's changed. Nothing's changed. Yeah, you just never took the time to become capable. Okay, okay. I'm I'm liking this more now. Okay. So Dr. Peterson uh, continually refers to the events of the 20th century. Right, the atrocities of Nazi Germany and the Soviet Union under Stalin. And he says that to understand what the perpetrators of those heinous acts were like, as uncomfortable as this may be, we have to put ourselves in their shoes. Mm-hmm. And we would see how easy it is for anyone to commit evil. And I don't I don't some people will misconstrue that as like maybe a sympathy for for Hitler and Stalin. That's not what he's getting at. Bunch of cunts. Bunch of cunts. Well, I think the point that he's trying to make here is as much as any of us don't want to believe it, I think we're all capable of some pretty terrible shit. I would agree. And I think for, so I think for like the common person, think about your family. Thinking, I mean, if you have like a close family, a child or what have you. Whoever's important to you. Yeah, that's right? Whether that's your best friend, yeah. it's your aunt, yeah, whoever, whatever. And picture like needing to protect them or something like that. 
that I feel really, like, really yeah, having to protect them. I feel like that is kind of what you're driving at. Exactly. Again, in a, in a moment like that, you would, I feel, would be surprised at how easily you could go back to being primal. Absolutely. And defend and protecting what's important to you. Absolutely. And in in those moments, again, if you were able to teleport into a person, you'd you'd probably be surprised at how easily those actions are to execute i that's that's that is my exact thought process on, okay. on that on that um on that excerpt yeah not that not that those you know mass murdering fucks are good people no not. no no no, not at all they and that's suck. that's not what it's about yeah. it's 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 about you're not that far off right yes yeah you just got to be get that nice little push in the right direction yeah or um, there's a there's a Batman comic that you know one bad day can one bad day push you to doing incredibly horrible things and the answer is yes yes not even a bad day bad moment a bad moment in time yeah for sure yeah so he says um, they're exactly just like you and if you don't know this you're naive and know nothing about people including yourself. The question is not if you have the capability of becoming a monster. The question is, what sort of a monster do you want to become? A controlled one? A resentful one? Or a hate-filled one? Dr. Peterson says you either become a monster voluntarily or accidentally. And you might ask, how does someone become a monster accidentally? I think that's a valid question. Can I venture a guess sure would it be kind of like what i just talked about like an extreme situation forces you into it and therefore you have no control over it he's see because maybe you're a monster in that moment yep and then you go back to being your oh okay this is like a permanent okay think of a hitler okay or a a stalin somebody who is an absolute disgusting human being for many many years right okay he says it's easy it's easy to become a monster accidentally Suffering makes you bitter, and your bitterness makes you resentful, and resentment makes you vengeful. Mm. Because of your bitterness, you feel like the universe is out to get you, and you take out your frustrations on the world. Okay. You can think about that. Yeah. Again, a very extreme example, school shootings. Yeah. No, I, I, yeah, I, I, I get it. It's just an interesting, just an interesting way to, to frame the thought. I love it. I love the debate about it as well, mm. you know, because I can see both sides. Sure. I lean a little bit. Well, I'll, I'll tell you which way I, you'll probably get it throughout the conversation on which <laughs> way I lean on this. But um, another quote, if you think tough men are dangerous, wait until you see what weak, weak men are capable of. So I was just going to say that I feel like becoming a monster if you are untr- if you are if you've never worked on that side of you which side the, the aggressive side, side the violent side the monster yeah. side if you've never done anything to sharpen that sword sharpen that sword or like understand how to even swing it mm. you are going to like Jay talked about when the spazzy white belt you're just going to react and that's going to cause a lot more harm and chaos than if you had accepted the fact you are capable of doing extreme violence or extreme whatever 
and you worked on it and you you crafted it and now you have just another tool in your toolbox and you have the capability to limit collateral damage yes yeah you can it's now it's it's pointed as opposed to just this blanket That's right. scorched earth policy and and it takes away the i mean exactly what you said it takes away not only just the reacting part of it but the the anxiety of it mm. right when you're doing that or training 5 days a week it's sort of normal yeah you know when it happens it's like i do this <laughs> i do this every day yeah this is a normal tuesday it's for totally me. normal yep. for me you know yeah so um, he supports his claims by citing examples found in popular culture. Okay. He explains the popularity of the anti-hero myth in, uh, in most cinematic representations. Yep. Right. We observe this all the time in Hollywood. Um, you know, they've racked up billions of dollars by popularizing anti-heroes such as James Bond, Wolverine, Deadpool, um, you know, we admire and we celebrate them, even though they do things that are morally wrong, like kill people mm -hmm. in fucking insane ways. Mm -hmm. Right. And Dr. Peterson says it's because we secretly want to be like them. Mm -hmm. He says they are tough and they can handle anything because the monster within them gives them strength of character. You don't think it has anything to do with the mutant abilities. You never go old. You don't ever get sick. You don't ever die. But. That see, I think on uh on the on the on the top level, sure, maybe you like one anti hero more than the other, but what is the appeal of the archetype of an anti hero? Yeah. No, I, I get it. I was it was more of the playing devil's advocate. I think Wolverine's a badass. I would love to be Wolverine. Yeah, fuck yeah, dude. <laughs> He's an animal. Literally. Literally. I think one of the most uh relatable analogies that he uses in explaining this sort of anti-hero myth concept is in the Harry Potter series. Um, we all know the story of Harry Potter, how he is uh, flawed and has a part of Voldemort in him, right? He can speak parcel tongue and he breaks the rules all the time. And throughout the book, we can see his, uh, we can see that he continually fights the evil within by using acclimacy and other means to keep the evil at bay. Eventually, he builds a strong moral character despite having a monster dwelling within him. And if Harry didn't break the rules a few times, maybe more than a few times, uh, he wouldn't have attained the highest goal. He wouldn't have defeated Voldemort. It is a comic, uh, common mythological notion. This is Dr. Peterson. The hero has to become a monster, but a controlled monster. Batman is like that. He's only got one rule. Don't kill anybody. Don't kill anybody. Everything else, though, is on the table. <laughs> yeah, totally on the table, dude. Everything else. Totally on the table. It's important to note that um, all these stories, even if the antiheroes did something terrible, right, like using a book to kill somebody, <laughs> they're, they were doing it for a greater good, right? Like maybe saving the world from a nuclear holocaust or getting revenge for their dead dog. Yep, John Wick and James Bond. They're always doing it. For the greater good. Mm. Here's another quote. You should be a monster. An absolute monster. And then you should learn how to control it. And I think that is where I start to lean into this. Okay. It's not to be a monster just to be one. It's not go out and be this horrible fucking person. Right. It is be capable of it. Learn it. Understand it. And control it. So that if and when the time comes where you have to turn into that 
you have the means to do it. In a very crude example, it's like taking a like self-defense course almost. Sure. Like, yeah, you, you develop this skill in order to, in the moment when necessary, you can defend yourself. Absolutely. And me personally, I would rather have the means. Sure. And yeah. have the option. Because that's what it gives you. Mm-hmm. It gives you the option. Right. Yeah. I mean, you, nobody wants to be in a situation like that and feel unprepared. No. Because that's when you start making bad decisions and things can really go off the rails. Absolutely. Become a, uh, becoming a controlled monster is the main ethos in the philosophy of martial arts. Martial arts philosophy empathizes, empathizes, that's not right, emphasizes on the importance of self-control and respect for others. Martial arts trains you to be a monster and also to be peaceful and to avoid fights. The training is necessary because if a day comes where you'd ever need to save your family, save a friend, save a, a random bystander, you have the means and the capabilities to do it. The silver lining to being a monster is that you're a competent fighter. It decreases the probability of people ever wanting to get into a fight with you. If you look at the Dwayne The Rock Johnson, how many fights do you think he gets in? Probably none. Probably not a lot, right? I mean, no, he's also a monster of a human. That's right. But a bully will only persist when he knows you're powerless to stop him. That I agree with. So Dr. Peterson says that uh, for any rational person, the goal of life should be peace. Okay. So I think we all agree. Yep. And not the peace of cowering in the basement and spewing hate speeches. Nope. That's, I don't know how that could be very peaceful, but nope. It's the peace and respect armed opponents have for each other. Okay. Nobody will shoot first. And there definitely is, sorry, I totally cut you off. And that okay. there definitely is a level of respect there. There definitely is like this unspoken thing with that. It's like you're, you're aware of each other's capabilities. Right. You're a badass. I'm a badass. Do we, why do we really need to prove this to We're each other? We're both going to get hurt. Yeah. Like what? Let's, let's actually go through this. I, I find Either that. one of us are going to have a decisive win here. Right. It's going to be a problem. Yeah. Yeah. I, I find that. I think that's a cool call out because that is very true and something that I didn't really think a whole lot about until about 12 seconds ago. And like even um, going back to sort of the martial arts thing, like training in Muay Thai, doing boxing, doing kickboxing, doing jujitsu. I don't want to fucking fight anybody, dude. No, I don't want to fight anybody. It hurts. Even when you win, it hurts, dude. Right. It's painful. (laughs) It's painful. Uh, I don't want to fight anybody. And I will do everything and anything to not get into a physical confrontation with somebody. Right, because you know from from training. My hands are going to hurt. My shoulders are going to hurt. I'm going to scrape my fucking knees up. What if I kill this guy? Yeah, all those things. But in the same sense, you and the other guy are thinking, I could if, if I necessary. Yeah. I, I can go through with this if yeah. you really want to go through with it. Yeah. and. Yeah, I can go through with it too. Generally, generally, I can, uh, like, from my experience with, like, bar fights and shit like that, generally, it's the dudes that, like, don't train that are ready to fight. Yes. I'm going to see red, bro. It's like, (laughs) 
it's blood. That's what you're going to yeah. see. It's, <laughs> it's like, going to be bad for you. It's dude. like, cool. But again, going back to the beginning of this, it's like, you're going to see red and it's going to be, again, a scorched earth policy where somebody that's trained and knows what they're doing, not going to see anything other than you and just you're gonna dismantling see you. You're going to see red. I'm going to see... What I do Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, yeah. Friday. <laughs> yeah. This is what I do. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, cool. You want to fight? Sure. Sure. Great. I yeah. mean, this is what I enjoy yeah. <laughs> doing. Yeah. I fucking leave my house and my wife to go do this. fight other people. Yeah. I, I like it. That so, are that are trained. Yeah. That are way better than you. So good luck. Yeah. Yeah. Good so luck. Th- that is like, and, and honestly, that confidence to know that you can fuck somebody up that's talking shit also gives you the confidence to walk away. Yes. I was about to say. Your there, ego's in check, dude. Yep. You're like, I know. You want to know how I know? Because dudes like you walk into my gym three times a week and I fucking dismantle you. Yeah, and you don't come back. And you don't come back. Yeah. So, there is value there, in 100%. my opinion. I agree. You can either stay naive and vulnerable to falling prey to evil by possession, or you can voluntarily integrate your monster. This is Dr. Peterson. You don't have a choice. Voluntarily integrating the monster is perhaps the only way you can bring it under civilized control. I can agree with that. This means you have to act like a warrior and discipline your monstrosity. But to become a warrior, you have to be a monster. Development of character and strength is associated with the development of the monster. Doesn't mean that you should go about breaking rules in the name of building character. It is not that simple. Look at it this way. If not breaking the rules, like not killing the bad guys, will cause something worse to happen, like blowing up the world with stolen nuclear codes, then you should definitely kill the bad guys. Fucking joker. But the question remains... How do we voluntarily integrate the monster? I don't know. And and honestly, that's... I go back and forth on this. So I am a very laid-back person. I don't like arguments. I don't... I, I 100% avoid... Confrontation. Confrontation. Yeah, I'm not a fan either. To Almost to, like, my detriment. <laughs> and that's kind of where I disagree with this. And it's like, I... Uh, why? Why? But it's not about, sorry, no, but in the same sense, I know that in a real fight with somebody that's trained, I would be fucked. I would not be able to do anything to help anyone unless I got lucky, which probably not going to happen because you make your own luck. Um, Probably not going to happen against somebody who's trained. Right. That's what I mean. Unless I cheat. And sure, kick him in the balls. There you go, Any, dude. Anything's legal in a street fight, right? I was to say. I mean, you ain't, cheating, you ain't cheating. You ain't trying. That's it, dude. 100%. But I, I can. The more that we talk about this, you know, we're twenty five minutes in. I can appreciate the concept behind being a controlled weapon. Yeah. So I, I can appreciate that. So I would just say, this is what I inferred from the first part of what you said. I would say that it's it's not about it's not about seeking confrontation. It's not even about being comfortable with the confrontation. It's about being capable of it. Right. Right? So you can be somebody. I am somebody who is uncomfortable with confrontation. I don't like it. I avoid it at all course, costs. Yeah. 
as much as I can, but I'm also capable of it. Right. No, I get that. And it's like, for, for me, again, do I avoid it because I'm incapable? Now, in the same sense, I, again, against somebody that is untrained, I do feel confident from sure. what I've been able to pick up. I've done karate before. I've done a lot of physical sports. Yeah. I'm a big guy. Yeah, I yeah. feel like I could. Yeah, you wouldn't be a fun fight. No, but <laughs> that's for sure. Again, against somebody untrained, it's like, okay, but I don't really, I don't ever think about that, I guess. Yeah. I don't think about that aspect. And again, the more that we talk about this, the more that it's like resonating in my head that there's more benefits to this when you actually think about it. So I think that there's a part of me that when you first brought this concept up, I didn't really get it. It was like become a monster. Like you want me to be an asshole all the time? <laughs> <laughs> like you want me just indiscriminately like be a dick and every opportunity to throw throw hands I do it and that's not and that is not the case that is not the point of this that's the right the point of it is that if I had to this is my last choice the absolute last resort but if I pull this cord I know that I can I can show up that's right so again I I started off, I'm not going to lie, I started off thinking, eh, this is kind of dumb. But <laughs> now it's like, ah, okay. I feel I feel there's a ton of value in that. And especially in thinking about it that way. That, again, you, you don't have to do it, but you know you can. You know you can. You know that in those quiet hours, I could do this. Somebody comes in your house and, and, at 3 o'clock and yeah. your kid's sleeping in the next room and your wife's on the side of you. I'm here for it. Yeah. 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 So before we move on to integrating the monster. Yes. Is there is there a, a bow that we want to wrap on becoming the monster? Do you, you, it sounds like you think that there's value there now. I do. Yeah. And again, if, if nothing else for your own peace of mind, yeah. I feel like if. And never use it. Never use never it. Never use it. Right. I feel like in extreme situations, the reason that things go off the rails is because somebody gets uncomfortable. Somebody doesn't know how to react. An experience. Yeah. And they just, it, it becomes this, uh, this chaotic response where if you are aware and if you anticipate confrontation and, and you know how to handle yourself, you're able to kind of go through that mental checklist of, Okay, this decision won't work. This decision won't work. Maybe I do this. Maybe we talk. Maybe we shift it this way. Yeah. Like you start, you you don't get excited because you've been here before, right? This is again. This is just another day. Like yeah. I, I don't. There's no difference. I don't need to think a different way. I'm not caught off guard. I'm not anything. I'm not anything. I'm not anything. I'm even. I'm just me. I'm just even. And that guy's freaking out, and I'm even. And I, yeah, and I have remained calm this whole time. And he's gonna make a mistake. Yes. All right, so let's move on to integrating the monster. Let's do it. So Dr. Peterson references uh, Carl Jung in some of his lectures. And Jung believed that to confront the monster, it was necessary for a person to integrate their shadow. The shadow is those parts of the individuals that are hidden in the unknown. Ooh. The shadow is all those parts of yourself that you're scared to confront. Jung concluded that integrating the shadow was difficult because it required a considerable amount of moral effort. Considerable amount of moral effort. I like that. Well, you have to admit 
the darkest parts of yourself. Right. Yeah. That and that's a very difficult thing to do. Yeah. And because uh, suppressing and controlling are two different things. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. I think people su- suppress. Oh yes, and in suppression, going back to the guy that doesn't train or is kind of kind of spiraling. Yeah, you've just suppressed it. So when it does muscle out, and it fucking will, it's it chaos. will try. You you can't get it back. You can't get the genie back in the bottle. Yeah. Where with the person that is controlling the monster, can like a, like a guy with a with a difficult dog. It's like it's that ability to get the genie back in the bottle. Yeah. It is only through integrating the shadow that you can come to realize how you can also commit the terrible atrocities you cringe at every day in the news. Mm. And without that understanding, there is no possibility of bringing it under control. I can agree with that. Peterson says the integrating of the shadow is an intellectual enterprise. He says it involves adopting a comprehensive and properly directed philosophy. He says something like this. It's a matter of facing the things you are afraid of and not cowering in ignorance and naivety. If it were easy, everyone would be a paragon of wisdom. But the path to enlightenment and wisdom is seldom traveled. I need to like put that on my wall or something. That's very <laughs> true. I mean, there's I don't I, I don't have much to add on that because it's very accurate. I mean, it's very pointed. Like you have to do the work. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And and the part of that work is being honest with yourself. Right, which nobody wants to do. Which well, I, nobody wants to admit that they're capable of fucked up shit. How come? Why do you think that is? Because then it puts them on the same side as somebody that they despise. Just so... But just because you're capable of it doesn't mean that... Right, people, and I was I was just going to say that. Like, you've never... Like, people have never been like, I want to fucking kill that person. You've so, never had that thought. So, I know for a fact that I'm capable of killing someone. I would hope so. I say that in a very yeah. nice way. Yeah. I mean, you've had oh, a lot of training. I absolutely am. In, in multiple ways. Right. Yeah, the army alone. I don't want to do that. Right. You know what I mean? Like, that's a ter- I can, and I will if I have to. Sure. It's not the first on my list. But, yeah. again, I mean, it's like the people that are afraid to admit that to themselves. Again, you've never been like, I want to fucking kill that person, or I want to I want to do... Not seriously, anyway. But you... Not seriously, but you said it. it sure. It, you had that thought. Sure. If you're able to have that thought, then you are physically able to act on it. Absolutely. Not act on it well. I don't want to be like, that's not that's not what I'm saying. If your brain has a thought in it, and therefore your brain controls your body, your body can do it. Absolutely. And everybody's had that thought. That's what I mean. It's like, I don't know why, I guess I don't know why you would feel weird about it, accepting that. It's like, it's such a common thing. I... You say it every day in traffic. Literally. Like, like <laughs> that was what I thought of. Like, I hope, the fuck, this cocksucker yeah. cut me off. Yeah. You son of a bitch bastard. I, I die. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then you move yeah. on with your life. Yeah. Like, yeah. and then you don't think about it again. You don't think about that person ever again. Yeah. But in that split second, you had that thought. So what makes you think you're any better than anybody else well, that's what acted you, on it? Well, not only that, but what makes you think that in a heightened emotional moment, 
Yes. That you wouldn't pick up a rock and smash this guy's fucking head in. Which I am, I would go on record and say that a lot of murders probably happen that way. 100% they happen that way. Like that's, uh, I forget where it is. It's not premeditated most of the time. Right. And is it Ireland or somewhere? The number one cause of death, I think outside of like a gun and a knife is a frying pan. (laughs) And it's like, okay, what does that tell you? That's a wife getting absolutely fed up, dude. That somebody got... I've just had enough and you grab it and you swing. You probably don't even mean to kill him. You don't even realize what you're doing. Yeah. But that monster took over. Yeah. The other half of you, the primal half of you said, we're done here. But if that person had learned how to control that part of them. Exactly. How different would that situation? A hundred percent. Because again, it's, and I, I feel this for me personally, but not, not in the same sense. But it's like, who's 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 leading the charge here? It like it depends. Wh- which me is leading? Which yeah. le- Which me is the one that's in charge at this moment? Because again, it who's in control and who's not? Who's made the the who's made the conscious decision to be aware of themselves fully? Not a lot of people. I would say less than one percent, because it's hard. I can't even say that I've done it to myself, to be totally honest. It's hard. It's very hard. Yeah. It's It's very hard. So uh, Dr. Peterson tells the story of King Arthur and the Knights of the Round Table to explain uh, the process of integrating the shadow. In this story, King Arthur and his knights uh, go out to look for the Holy Grail. The Holy Grail is a symbol for transformation, um, like the phoenix, right? It It is an ideal They go off to find the most valuable thing, the ideal. And where do you look for the most valuable thing when you don't know where it is? You descend it into the unknown. He says it is only in filth it would be found. Each of the knights enters the unknown forest of the point darkest to him. That is a very interesting story because it shows that courage is the first requirement for trans uh, transformation. You look for what is darkest to you. What are you most afraid of? And you confront it. I agree with that. I mean, how else can you integrate something that like that? You need to be aware of it. You need to you need to be able to face it and say, "Yeah, this is this is me. This is part of it." How do you get to those dark places, though? Ooh, it's I've for me personally, I find it difficult without the outside stimuli. Um, yeah, me too. So you would have to almost put yourself in those situations, but in a controlled way. So again, a, a violent sport, a violent something like that, that a controlled environment. But for me personally, it's it's difficult. Again, yeah. I need I need to be prompted to get there. Same. Yeah, same. That's why I do. Right. (laughs) Yeah. So he points out that uh, there are parts of your personality that are underdeveloped. And it's because you've avoided looking at them or because society has squashed you into conformity and demanded that you act in a certain manner. He says that the process of conformity constrains your potential in only one direction. The negative? Probably the negative. Yeah. Probably the domicile. Mm. Probably the harmless. Quote, 
I don't think that you have any insight whatsoever into your your capacity for good until you have some well-developed insight into your capacity for evil. This is almost a paradox of morality. A little bit. Why? Because to be moral, you have to understand and be capable of immorality. In the same way that to be successful, you have to experience failure. Okay, we're on the same page. I was just curious. But yeah, yeah, I agree 100%. The gateway to wisdom or the gateway to developing your personality and realizing your full potential is precisely through the portal which you do not want to pass through. Mm. You You find a lot out. You find out a lot in those type of moments where you don't want to be here. You don't want to be going through this, all this and that. But I feel like how else do you grow? How else do you learn? How else do you, how else do you progress? Well, you ain't doing it sitting on the couch watching Married at First Sight for fucking six hours a day. That show is fucking weird. But yes, you're right. (laughs) You're right. (laughs) Yeah, it is. Could be a conversation for a different day. Sure. (laughs) That which you most need is to be found where you least want to look. You cannot survive this world without being a monster. The world is monstrous and full of evil. Can I ask you a question about that? Yeah. Do you, so becoming a monster, we've talked a lot about the physical side of it, but could could it be just, the ability to tell somebody to fuck off? I think it's both. You think it's both? Okay. Yeah, yeah I, think, I think it has to be both. Say Because I, I know some people that I would consider a monster that yeah. are not physical at all. Yeah. yeah. But through, through the tongue, they're like fucking well, he says, violent. He says that the, the first way and the best way to begin becoming a monster is to be an amazing critical thinker. Oh, okay. And to question. Yeah. It's not, it's not, we're making it physical because that's how we are. Yep. But his thing is like, number one, you need to be a critical thinker. You need to be a problem solver. You need to be, you need to be reading. Like you need to be mentally sharp. Yep. And then the physical side on top of that. Okay. And when you can be both, what does it mean? What is it to me? Yeah. It means being a formidable opponent. I fucking hate when we agree. Yeah. Because then it's what are we talking about? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But no, I, I 100% agree with you. Like, I, I we, we've talked a ton about the physical aspect of it and being able to kind of turn that switch. But I feel like it's 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 being the formidable opponent. Like, you're you're not going to beat me in, in every any arena. arena. You're, you, you're not even going to hold the light to me. Like You're at least not going to take advantage of me. Fair. Okay. Right. Yeah, fair Maybe enough. Maybe you beat me. Yeah, but it's not going to be without a fight. Yeah, you're going to leave battered with, and bruised. Yes, mentally or physically, hundred or both. Yep. Yep. You're going to know you were in a fight, and you're not taking advantage of me. And you're not going to do this again. Yeah. Whether I win or lose. Yeah. You're going to be. Like, I don't want to have this conversation <laughs> yeah, again. Yeah. I don't want to yeah. do it. Yeah. That yeah. was. Yeah. No. No. Thank you. Yeah. I think about. It's funny because I think about it like. um office space okay when the guy <laughs> right i love the <that> movie <laughs> me too it's called classic when he's like yeah i'm gonna need you to uh work this weekend yeah he, he doesn't stand up for himself yeah 
and he just gets shit on and yes. his life is trash. Yes. Right? And it's it's a fucking shit show until he finally just doesn't give a fuck about anything anymore, yeah. dude. Just not gonna go. No. And he's just like, yeah, I'm not going to do that. Yep. And what happens? He ends up being super happy. Yeah, he gets to bang Jennifer yeah. Aniston. Fuck yeah, he does, dude. Jennifer Aniston's so hot. She right, is. Shut the fuck up. Yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Um, we're all, uh, don't underestimate malevolence. And don't underestimate your capacity for it. If you're weak, turn yourself into a monster. Turn yourself into a formidable opponent. Being civilized, being a civilized monster is better than being harmless. And that should be the goal. To have the capacity to stand up for yourself and to say no when you need to. To be virtuous, you don't have to be harmless. You should be dangerous. In fact, the more dangerous you are, the better. But you should control it. Be a controlled monster. And when life's tragedy comes knocking on your door, and it will inevitably do so, you will be equipped to handle whatever it throws at you without breaking. The alternative is cowering in fear, resenting everyone and everything. And that is the real pathway to darkness. Yeah. And I could see that pathway to darkness being even going like a step further like that's what fucking supervillains are made of absolutely like that's that's a that's a real problem i have a i have like a closing thought question okay about this topic overall the monster we speak of that makes me think of a really good book called monster calls okay it is so fucking depressing though yeah no let's and see. it's a it's a fic it's fiction but it's about like dealing with his mom, this kid, he's he's young. His mom has cancer. It's the it's a story of him dealing with it. He lashes out. He destroy he destroys rooms. Yeah, but it's because of a tree that comes to life, and that's his monster. Huh. And but I by, say let's do it. We can. Yeah, we, we can do it. it next. My closing thought though, do you think that being a monster is just being overly confident, or do you feel that there's an extra layer to it? Where you need the confidence, but you also have the training, the capacity to back it up. You definitely need the experience. I know a lot of I know a lot of morons that are confident fighters that mm. are that are not. You know, they're again they're the IC red guys. Yep, and they're confident because they knocked out fucking Johnny comes lately at some okay. fucking house party one time. So they're like pretty confident in their right hook. So it's like the there's confidence and then there's becoming a monster. It's like a yeah. next layer up. Yeah, like you have to you have to go through the process of becoming a critical thinker and challenging ideas. You have to go through the the process and gain the experience of being a good boxer and being a good uh kickboxer and being good at jujitsu like I guys walk into my gym all the time that are super confident and they they don't leave very confident. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think confidence is important, but more important is the experience and the time under tension. Got you. Yeah. I was just curious. All right. On that note, you wanna you wanna wrap this baby up? Sure. Put a little bow on it. Put a little bow. All right. Put a little wrapping paper. Well the wrapping oh. paper. Knows.
Justin. <laughs> it's a horrifying sound. Yeah. Uh, Probably edit that out. That's my. That's no, nah, I'm gonna that, leave it. That's my monster. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! All right, Jesus Christ, if Justin. You, if you want to find me, if go. you want to talk to me, if yeah. you want to reach out, if yeah, you just wanna, talk right over me. Yeah, I'm gonna. <laughs> if you want to send me pictures of your your pets, <laughs> Josh thought I was gonna say something weird. Your pets. <laughs> My Instagram Justin is does dick rating for ten dollars a picture. Ten dollars a picture? <laughs> Make it twenty and done. Twenty bucks. Done. If you want Justin to rate your penis. Twenty bucks, first of all. <laughs> uh no, my Instagram is Justin underscore DL project. Again, Justin underscore DL project. Only on Instagram. If you want to get in touch with the podcast, we are at the Do Life Project on both Instagram and TikTok. If you want to get in touch with me. I am at Joshua underscore does underscore life on the IG and Joshua does underscore life on Twitter. Uh, I've committed to posting a little bit more there. Um, if you enjoyed the podcast, if you hated the podcast, if you were indifferent, leave, if you're indifferent, leave us a review. Let us know what you think. Um, it helps Justin and I get better. It helps us to deliver uh, a, a better podcast and listening experience for you guys. As always, we appreciate you guys tuning in. I hope that you took something from this. Until next time. So long, everyone, and good night.